From the headquarters of the Jameson Media Complex, broadcasting from the GreenIndustryPodcast.com studios, it's the Green Industry Podcast, where Paul and his guests discuss lawn and landscape business best practices and practical strategies to maximize profits. Now, here's your host, best-selling author of Cut That Grass and Make That Cash, Paul Jameson. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to today's show as we talk about selling your lawn care business at the point of sale of your lawn care business. How can you make sure you get top dollar? What's the process of selling your business? I was recently listening to the Kid Contractor podcast, and Caleb was kind of laying the land for the difference between selling a landscaping business versus a lawn care business. And the lawn care business might actually have more value because the customers are reoccurring. They need their moeds, trim, and blow, you know, 20, 30. 40, 50 times a year, depending on what part of the world uh, the business is in. Whereas with a launch, or pardon me, a landscaping, hardscaping business, a lot of times those jobs are one and done. I mean, you might occasionally come back and do a smaller project here or there, but the assets are valuable in those businesses, but the book of business, the, the customers and the assets are very valuable in a lawn care business because that is the reoccurring monthly revenue uh, that's very steady. And so we're going to talk about how we can build these businesses to sell them for top dollar. I was uh, golfing yesterday with a couple of my entrepreneurial friends who both are in process of building businesses that they're going to sell. Uh, one guy's in the medical field and the other guy is in, uh, he's building a chain of restaurants uh, to sell one day. And so so they actually had the wisdom and the focus from day one. They This was their business plan. They were going to build this business and sell it. And of course, they're going to make a lot of money along the way, but selling the business was at the top of their mind early on. So they're really at an advantage because they've really structured things to benefit them at the point of sale. And so I was able to pick their brains about what they're doing right, what they're learning about this as they're getting closer to sell their business. And both these guys are actually already very wealthy. They've invested in their retirement for long, you know, long time and have, you know, done really well with compound interest. And they're, they're both already very well off, but when they sell these business for millions of dollars, then they will be even more well off. And so I, as we were golfing and talking about selling a business, I was just thinking about you guys. I was just thinking about how there's so much money left on the table in the lawn care business and the lawn care industry, because a lot of times things are just not done um, the right way or sloppily. And I know personally for me, when I started my business, I was broke as the 10 commandments. I was just trying to make some money to put gas in the car and to tread water financially and survive. I wasn't at a point in life where I had my business IQ hat on and thinking, okay, I'm going to build this business and I'm going to sell it for millions of dollars one day. And I would have liked to have had that much maturity at that point in my life, but uh, that's not where I was at. And I think a lot of other folks, they possibly started the business, A, to make money, uh, doing something that they enjoy, because we all agree it's satisfying when you do a job for somebody and it looks really good and you just stand back and you're like, that looks really nice. And you kind of can't wait for the customer to come home and see uh, your special touch of, of the work that you you made their outdoor space look better. And then in addition to that, a lot of us started a business because we wanted to be the boss. We didn't want to have to listen to somebody gripe and jerk us around and, and all of that stuff that most of us have, you know, experienced in working other jobs. It's like, see you later. You know, you can gripe and complain all day, but I'm, I'm working for myself. So I say all that to say a lot of us have, didn't really calculate 
the sale of the business from the origin of the business. So that's what we're going to talk about in today's episode. Thanks to our friends over there at GPS Track It. When I say over there, I'm pointing down the road. They're right in my backyard. Uh, they're an Atlanta-based company, and uh, they have over 12,000 customers, 20 years in the business. GPS Track It has been delivering peace of mind for customers with field service fleets across the country. So if you have a vehicle um, underneath the driver uh, wheel, <laughs> driver's side, underneath the steering wheel, that's where they have it in America, uh, they have the OBD port. And you put the GPS track device, they'll send you in the OBD port. And at this point, it starts tracking everything about your vehicle. When it's on, is it idle? Is it moving? What's the location of the vehicle? And uh, now they have the technology with the video camera. So if there were to be something that, you know, incident, you would have the video footage of it. And uh, it really helps to safeguard the business and uh, can also help us to make better decisions of how we can operate our businesses more efficiently by knowing where those vehicles are. As me and Naylor were joking the other day, you know, Pookie said he's cutting Mrs. Smith's yard. The GPS track, it shows the Pookie's over at Susie's house. And we know how Susie is with inviting the lawn bros in for sweet tea. So, it can help you make better decisions to make sure your business is operating efficiently and profitably. All right. Number one, in order to sell your business for top dollars, these are not in order because these are all important, but the finances of the business need to be in order. And so for starters, I I know I look at my analytics. We have most folks that listen to the show are in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, but we do have some teenagers that are listening. And I just think all the time, I wish I would have listened to my high school teacher, Jim Rose. Uh, he was a football coach too. And he came in the classroom and he started teaching us about Roth IRAs. You know, I'm, I'm 16, 15 years old. I don't even remember how old I was. I was te- you know, young teenagers, like, Roth IRA. He's like, guys, take a hundred bucks a month. Find a way to get 100 bucks a month. So I put in a Roth IRA and start teaching us about compound interest in it. And just went in one ear and it went out the other ear. Now that I'm in my 30s, like, man, what if I would have started at age whatever, 18, and put in only if it was $100 every month into a Roth IRA, how much that compound interest would be now? Well, anyway, I didn't listen to Coach Rose. And I hope that you young kids will listen to me as you're starting your business whether it doesn't even matter if you're a teenager or not, but I, my heart's sympathetic, sympathetic to all these young kids that are listening to the show. But let me make my point before Mr. Producer gets on to me here that you need the finances of the business to be completely in order. And so you open a separate business account and you only run the all the money that comes into the business goes into the account. All the money that comes out of the business goes into the account. So if you go to the grocery store, you don't use your business card to buy something at the grocery grocery store. Everything is clean and orderly in the finances so that your profit and loss statement is completely accurate, that the numbers are very true. This will have two benefits. Number one, it can actually show you the story of how your business is really performing. I meet once a month with my bookkeepers, uh, Megan and Joey. It's called our monthly profit meeting. And we'll go over our cash flow statement. We'll go over the profit and loss statement. We'll go over uh, three about three or four reports in the business. And they'll have all kind of comparative analysis. And I know what my business is doing. It, it's telling a very true story. And sometimes Sometimes it's a punch in the gut. Sometimes it's a wake up call and sometimes it's a celebration, but we want to know what the business is really doing for your own benefit. So you can build it to be more profitably. Secondly, when you go to sell the business, 
that information being accurate is going to help you. If there's something missing or a gray area or sloppy, as my buddy Joe from New York City says, forget about it. And that's not how he says it. He says it a lot better. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? It's going to hurt you. Okay? Cutting corners will hurt you. And do it the right way. Get your, go to your credit union or wherever you bank at and want your business at. Make sure you have your business account set up. And I don't want to get down too, too much of a side tangent, but I, I like to have separate accounts. So I have all my income go into one account and then all my operational expenses come out of another account. They're all linked together. And then the taxes, right, in another account, and you, you have them all set up. Uh, Mike McCallit's Profit First book, excellent listening experience. It's the audio book that I've listened to probably four times, three, three or four times. But anyway, you want a clean book, uh, business uh, finances, and then you want a clean book of business. So this is going to be your customers. What's their address? Well, obviously, you, need, you know, you need to know that. You might say, well, I know where I know where uh, Pookie lives or whoever your customer is, but you need it written down. So whoever buys it knows the address, the phone number, the email address, and then the work history. How, how what's the, the contract on file? What's the work history? Do you, what, what's every um, time the customers paid you, is that documented so you know, oh, Mrs. Jones averages $1,200 annually, or oh, this account averages $3,600 annually. Having that information is going to, again, help you at the sale of your business because now you know as you present this information to a potential buyer, they, they, they know the customer um, history and information so that it can be a seamless transition for them to now earn that money. It's all very organized. And so, of course, we talk all the time on the show, you want a good accountant, you want a good bookkeeper, you want a good CRM. Well, Paul, I can't afford an accountant, CRM, bookkeeper. Well, then probably want to raise the prices in the business because there's not... At the end of the day, we need those three. Um, uh, a customer relations manager is there's so many of them. There's Jobber, that's the one I personally use, and I could give you like twelve. There's there's so many of them. Okay, the, and just do the research of which one works best for you. Again, I use Jobber. You want a CRM? You want an accountant? I have an accountant. He's out of it. He's actually in another state, but he does a really good job. And then my bookkeepers are down in Florida. So those are three things that you need in your business. And if you can't afford them, then really look at the prices of your business and find out how can I make this business more money so I can afford them because they'll help you at the sale of your business and they'll help you to make sure your taxes are paid the accurate amount on time and that the business is running profitably. And you have all that work history with your customer documented through the CRM. Next, you want to, and this is where my friends are ahead of the game is you want to have a plan with a small business broker and an attorney so that you know uh, the lay of the land. I've been listening to a lot of Fullerton Unfiltered. Okay? I count how many times he says the lay of the land is podcast. Now here I am saying it. But um, you, you want to know what your strategy is to sell your lawn care business in your market. And so there's good small business brokers and then there's ones that aren't so good, just like there's good real estate agents and there's ones that aren't so good. And, and I could, you know, list any service, but a small business broker 
is going to have a, if they're a good one, they're going to have access to a lot of sellers and they're going to be able to really uh, look at the assets, liabilities and, and revenue net profit of your business and really, really establish a reasonable amount of what your business is worth. And it may be a lot more than you think. I was just talking to a friend recently that got offered seven figures uh, for a lawn care business. And that's, that's common with companies that know what they're doing because the bigger companies are continuously buying the smaller companies. But a lot of the smaller companies aren't organized and they're sloppy and they just, they leave a lot on the table. So anyway, and it, and it obviously you, it just depends how big your business is, but when you have your assets, a clear um, understanding of your assets, liabilities, revenue, net profits, everything's super organized. A small business broker is going to take that information. It's going to be gold to him. He's going to know what the market is. And at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter how much we think our business is worth or someone else thinks our business is worth on paper. What does the buyer think? What are they willing to pay? And so the networking, the connecting to get in front of the right buyer who will pay what we want for our business and to really gel that relationship together, uh, that's where a good small business broker can come in handy uh, rather than just trying to willy-nilly try to do it all on your own uh, and, and really miss out. So um, I highly recommend uh, being proactive to meet the right people and make sure we are then in front of the right buyer so that our business can get the maximum amount you know, possible uh, for all this hard work of what we built and that we are um, definitely successful in the sale. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to hear a quick word from today's show sponsors coming up. We're going to dive deeper into how you can sell your lawn care business for top dollar. GPS Track, it makes managing your driver, vehicles, and equipment assets simple with the latest technology and personalized, friendly customer support for service businesses of all sizes. With GPS Track, it, you get a real-time view of where your fleet vehicles are around the clock helping improve route density and operate more efficiently. GPS Track, it has been delivering peace of mind for over 12,000 customers in lawn and landscaping, and they've been doing it for over 20 years. Are you ready to protect your fleet, save money, and cut down on fuel costs? Call 844-996-2518 to speak with a knowledgeable fleet advisor. No pressure, no hassles, low monthly fees, and no contracts. 844-996-2518 or visit greenindustrypodcast.com slash GPS track it. Do you come home ready to relax after a hard day's work and find that your bookkeeping demands your time? Truth be told, you can't give it your full energy or focus. It just sits there most nights untouched, continually haunting you. It's costing you good decision-making and your peace of mind. Gulf Coast Bookkeeping provides a bookkeeping solution to landscapers that is guaranteed to give you back your time and your peace of mind. You can begin this partnership with us today by going to gulfcoastbk.com and scheduling a 15-minute call. Don't trick yourself into thinking you can handle it all. It won't be long before you're saying no to new clients or skipping dinner with your family and friends all because your bookkeeping needs are unfinished. Let us take care of your green so you can take care of theirs. Schedule a 15-minute call today at gulfcoastbk.com. You've heard Caleb and Brittany Allman talking about the Hardscape Academy, but have you checked it out for yourself? 
TheHardscapeAcademy.com is the place to get the skills and training you and your crew need to excel as a professional hardscaper. You'll learn all the techniques and best practices to properly install pavers and retaining walls. You'll have access to online video training courses, in-person apprenticeships, comprehensive guides, and customizable business forms. Plus, there are two free courses which cover everything slab, from initial planning to final installation, and again, those are absolutely free. If you're serious about mastering your skills, abilities, efficiency, and bottom line, the hardscapeacademy.com is for you, and that link is in today's show notes. Do you want to keep the cash flowing this winter? Head over to LauntrepreneurAcademy.com and check out all of Brian Fullerton's new courses and powerful resources to get you cashing in on that white gold through plowing snow. The Snow Plowing Training Course is easy to understand and you'll learn what it takes to do the job effectively and how to bid, price, and estimate snow plowing for both residential and commercial properties. LauntrepreneurAcademy.com has three new resources to take the hassle and guesswork out of securing your snow removal jobs, plus there's eye-catching marketing materials that can help you secure new clients quickly. Ready to crush the snow game this year? Visit LauntrepreneurAcademy.com or use the link in the podcast description. This is LCR Naylor Taliaferro from the LCR Media Podcast, and you are listening to my good friend Paul Jamison on the Green Industry Podcast. The small business broker is going to come in and give you options as well as the attorney. And a lot of the time these guys work together, you can do your homework due diligence separately, but you definitely want the fine print. We had Nick Carlson uh, share on the program a couple hundred episodes back that there was a little bit of a misunderstanding in the fine print that cost him $80,000 when he sold his lawn care business. And so anyway, you don't want to willy nilly wake up January. Oh yeah, I'm going to sell my business by spring. No, you want to have time to start to talk to attorneys, small business brokers, figure out a game plan. Even if it's 10 years from now, just start to meet them, start to interview them now and say, Hey, my goal is to sell this business. Um, I'd like to get you know, a million dollars for my business. Where, what do you think I need to do in the meantime to make sure it's worth that? Or they might say million, you know, this thing's worth 2 million or 3 million or whatever. Um, but you want to, you, you want to, what I'm saying is you want to establish those relationships now, get the conversation going so they can guide you. Uh, So like when you're buying a house, you know, if you start talking to the lady at the credit union more in advance, then it, it, it expedites the process when you're ready. Uh, I heard Caleb give that analogy the other day. It's the same thing. Start having those conversations so that they can really make sure that you have the necessary information, that your business is being built in the optimal way to sell it for maximum dollar. And then most importantly, you need the right seller. And so you want to put yourself in position to be contacted by the best seller possible. I remember a guy offered something to me for my business. You know, just, we were in a cul-de-sac and he came up to me and was like, hey, I'll give you this for this. You know, just sitting there wheeling and dealing like that. And that's not how you want to sell your business with some, you know, conversation in the neighborhood organically uh, with your competitor. You, you want to really um, make sure you understand who all is possibly interested in your business because uh, a, lot, a lot, of, lot of the larger businesses are. And then, Put yourself in position to get the most um, for your business. And then we've also talked about naming your business. For guys that have already named your business, then, you know, you already got your name. But if you haven't already named your business, I know we got some folks that listen to the show that haven't even started their business yet. I would recommend if you're just starting out, 
naming your business, actually the name of the community, the neighborhood, and then describing your services. So let's say you do lawn maintenance, lawn care. In the, na- the name of the neighborhood is Heritage. You could be Heritage Lawn Care, right? And then everyone in that community knows, oh, Heritage Lawn Care. And um, then when somebody goes to buy it, that's easier to just keep it, everything going. They can keep the brand, the logo, the name, and just keep the business rolling. Whereas if it's Paul Jamison Lawn Care and Paul Jamison's not around anymore, then you know everyone's gonna be, hey, where's Paul? You know, and it's gonna be this big ordeal. Whereas it can be more of a seamless transition if if the name of your business is a little bit more geographically, generically based then it's um, going to help you. And a lot of times when the bigger companies buy the business, they'll go ahead and, and, and change it to their stuff anyway. Um, so that's just a little uh, extra tip there for you. So thanks for um, tuning in to uh, today's episode, guys. I really think that um, most of us leave a lot of money on the table because like I said, we don't start out really thinking top dollar for, for selling the business. And a lot of guys are wishy-washy on, well, I don't even know if I want to sell it. You know, I want to keep it in the family. Your son ain't want to cut grass. You know what I mean? How do you know he wants to be, you know, we, we, we try to push what we want on because we enjoy it. We love doing it, but maybe our, our children, you know, they're going to, they want to do something else. And so that's not even fair to just assume that they want to take over. And just cause we want that, you know, it's like the mom that wants her kid to be a doctor or an attorney or whatever. And so I would, my coaching, the guys is build this thing to sell it, build this thing to sell, it, build this thing to sell it. And then if you don't sell it, it's not like you lost anything. You, you everything's order. Everything's organized. Everything is sellable. Cause what if you do, you know, go to be with the Lord and then the, your son, takes over and he's like, I'm selling this thing. Everything's nice and, and tidy for him. So build it to sell it. And then if you do sell it, get top dollar. And if you don't, you'll never regret making sure you have all that work history documented, all your finances, super organized and into your assets, liabilities, revenue, net profit. It's all honest numbers. Uh, it's just going to help you uh, be more profitable. So hope this helps. Thanks to my boy, Caleb Allman for bringing this up the other day. And then I uh, just love hanging out with entrepreneurs. I'm out on the golf course and talking business for three, four hours with guys that are very successful. And it just iron sharpens iron. And uh, anyway, as we we're out there talking about them selling their businesses, I was like, I want to share this with you guys uh, as I'm it's kind of fresh on my mind. So thanks for listening to today's show. Thank you to GPS Track It, the Hardscape Academy, Golf Coast Bookkeeping for sponsoring today's episode of the Green Industry Podcast. We appreciate our sponsors. And uh, you can take a look at today's show notes for the links to their products or services. And we'll have the GIE Plus Expo registration there as well. Promo code Paul will save you 50% off. And that's only available until September 9th, the early bird pricing, that is. Uh, and then the price will go up. So take advantage of a double savings. You'll get 50% off plus the early bird pricing if you register today. Link is in today's show notes. And we'll catch you on tomorrow's episode. And a little tease on Wednesday, Mr. Producer going to be joining me live in the studio to chat about the brand new book, Best Business Practices for Landscapers. It's a collection of wisdom for leaders in the industry, my brand new book. And Mr. Producer uh, is my editor and really helped me with the project. So he's going to come in the studio. We're going to chat about that. And he's got a special announcement to share with us. Can't wait for him to share that with you. That'll be on Wednesday's episode of the Green Industry Podcast.
This has been a Jameson Media and Mr. Producer production.